Dave, what are you doing for Labor Day? I am subscribing yeah. to yeah. Stitcher Premium. Oh, baby. Yep. Yep, because it's the perfect time to. They're doing a sale. Oh, yeah, that's right, because for a few days only, you can get three months of premium for just $1. Like $1 a month? Literally just $1. And you just got $1? three months for free. That's it. That's incredible. That's a good way to catch up on some of your favorites that are available only on Stitcher Premium. Such as? Such as Big Grande's Teacher's Lounge, The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium, all of the Comedy Bang Bang live episodes. Oh, my God. I, honestly, if you, like me, love the sound of Paul F. Tompkins' laugh— oh. You can get so much of it on Stitcher Premium at those Comedy Bang Bang live shows. It's music to my ears. You go to stitcherpremium.com slash Labor Day, and that's where you get your first three months for just $1. Uh-huh. Stitcherpremium.com slash Labor Day. No promo code needed. Go get it. Dave Holmes. Matt McConkie. How are you? I've never been better. I, you know, it's old news by now because it's been almost a week, but I have to ask you about your VMA experience. Well, I watched it. Okay. I watched it. Okay. Um, it's on. It's a thing that uh-huh. I need to watch when it's on. I don't need to watch, but I, I feel compelled to check in. Of course. When it's on. Yeah. Just it's- to get a, just to take the temperature of our culture. It's also kind of part of your DNA. It's a little bit of part of the DNA. It's, you have VMA DNA. It's like the uh, it's like the homecoming game, right? A little bit. You know, yeah. What I mean? You graduated from that high school, but right. you still it's still nice to like yeah. touch in, you know, with your teammates. You still root for the home team, but yeah, it, it was uh, yeah. There were it. Um, somebody told Katy Perry that she's funny, and I I'm just curious as to what was behind that. Yeah, you know, is yeah. it is it one of those? Is it was it a mean girl thing? Was it something where it was like you are really what you are is funny, and you should go. You should be. Yeah. You should be broad, uh, broad comedic strokes in your music videos, and mm-hmm. then you should do stand up. Yeah, they were like, That's "Think where, of this as your. This is your Dane Cook moment. Right. You're in a stadium, right. and this audience loves you yes. yeah. for your hilarious jokes. This that- is your red leather suit in delirious moment. This is your. Yeah, this is your star making. Star. This is this cements you as an artist. Get out there and be hilarious. Who did you care about that you saw at the VMAs? Um, uh, I really have to think. Um, I uh, God, I guess Pink. I yeah, like Pink. Yeah, yeah always I rooting co- for Pink. I could not uh, name a video of hers. If you, I mean, I couldn't name a moment from a video of hers, and she won like the greatest video art. I know she's like flipping around and being on trapezes yes. and stuff yep. now, and that's great. Yep. I think she's a really interesting artist. I'm glad she got some kind of an award. It seemed like a weird one to give her, but. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. And her speech, it seemed like, okay, this is one person who's here tonight who's yes. got a brain and something to say. Yep. And her heart is in the right place. Yeah. Yep. Um, is that – yeah. No, I, I, I enjoyed her. Um, I guess I was curious about what Kendrick Lamar was going to do. Mm-hmm. And he said a ninja on fire. Uh, I thought Kendrick Lamar was awesome. Uh-huh. So the show got off to a good start mm-hmm. and then quickly – Plummeted into garbage. It sure did. Uh, I like that Fifth Harmony just straight up threw the fifth member off the stage. (laughs) They had somebody – they had like an effigy of their fifth member. Yep. And they – it was like – it, it, it like the way that they pulled her off, it was like there was a smoke outline of her body and the word zip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just really – they let her have it and I, I don't mind that. We fast forwarded through most of it, but Michael is a big Fifth Harmony fan mm. and uh, had to back it up for them. Yeah. That, their album last summer was fantastic. I haven't heard the new one yet. 
That's what he tells me. Um, mm. Fantastic. And you're a Lord fan. I enjoyed Lord. Yeah. Uh, and her and her little her kind of her talent show piece. Yeah. That she did. Just as odd as can be. Just and weird. I applaud her for it. Just weird. Oh, she's got the flu. Okay, so she should rest completely then, right? Yeah. Not just vocal rests. Yeah. Like flipping all around is probably just as bad for you as singing. Yeah. Right. But How about you? Who 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 did you care about? I cared about uh, no one. Mm. I, I did like Kendrick Lamar, and I. I think that's the only moment that stands out for me. Sure. I mean, like I said, fast forwarded through the whole thing. Uh, was te- uh, Deanna Chang, friend of the show, attended the VMAs? Ooh, and so she was. We were texting, and she had, of course, already experienced it when I was watching. So I yeah. said, "Just tell me if there's a moment. Is there a good like Katy Perry, you know, throwing shade at Taylor moment or uh-huh. anything?" And she said, "Nothing." Literally, so there nothing. is not a moment that you need to see. Literally nothing. Yeah. Uh, one thing I found very interesting this week, uh, there was a thing on uh, Mike.com mm-hmm. that was like, who, who invited Milo Hippopotamus or whatever his name is to the VMAs? You know, the crazy, like the alt right guy who like, doesn't like drag. Okay, he was. But they they constructed this whole thing like he had seats behind Chance the Rapper and 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 whatever and here's a picture of him on the red carpet and there's you know a picture of him in front of the stand and repeat. Let's just let me just make this clear as somebody who has been there, mm-hmm. the the picture that he put on his or, or on whatever somebody's Instagram yeah. of him in front of the step and repeat. That's the that's the one that's the general admission step and that repeat. That's, everybody gets that's the videos. my niece is in town. Uh-huh. Let me put her in front of it. I'll take a picture. Yeah. She'll get a bunch of likes on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You can see it. It's all janky at the bottom like it's not it's not fastened to anything (laughs) it's literally just like a backdrop and then yes he was behind chance the rapper but like a hundred rows behind chance the rapper and like behind the lighting booth and 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 like the (laughs) and the stage lights and all that so somebody had an extra ticket and was like i'm gonna be a stinker and i'm gonna invite Milo to yeah. the thing that is not the same as MTV invited him and put him in, in camera seats. Yeah, and the, the the idea that he would go on his own Instagram as somebody who's supposed to be social media savvy and be like, "Look where I was," where it's like, "Look at the shitty lighting." You are that step and repeat is by the ladies' room. This was his version of the uh, what was it the little bow wow challenge where he was it bow wow? I don't know. Had, he once um, Instagrammed himself. Um, on a private plane, uh-huh. and then people were immediately like live tweeting pictures of him on and coach on their oh, flight. No. And they were like, "Oh, the, whatever he." J-. And then, oh no! And he would post pictures of of like piles of cash. Uh-huh. And if you just Google image piles of cash, you would see the <laughs> like he was just grabbing stuff from. Oh, Google I love it. That's essentially God. what Milo's up to. You guys just think before you fucking post. In your uh, VMA attending days, mm-hmm. what's your most? Um, uh, Gag worthy to use a word that I've never said out loud. No, oh, it, 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 it didn't feel right, did it? No, I mean no. I didn't hate it, but yeah, it okay, just, you got you got to work on it. You got to you got to yeah. do it. More. I shouldn't say it was such a, a such a question. Maybe the first time shouldn't get into a microphone. I don't know. Okay, but, I mean, I'll good luck it. with it. Uh, so some of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh boy, I don't. Okay, I, I've, uh, okay. Um, the I think it was like ninety nine or two thousand. And I've written about this, but I'll but yeah. I'll, I'll say it to you, um, we're not readers here. Okay, that's cool. Um, Blink One Eighty Two did I think all the small things, and their like their gag it was it was like the show closing performance, uh-huh. and they and they did the first verse just totally straight, uh-huh. and I was like something's about to happen. I don't know what it is, and then like a bunch like dozens of little people on razor scooters came across the stage and like became their backup oh, dancers. Yes, so I it was just this. it was just like all over the stage, little people. And, and in that moment, I was like, 
these people are being exploited. Yeah. This is like I feel so bad for them. Like how could they? You know what a what a what an ignoble thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was all like, I had a bee in my bonnet about it, mm-hmm. right? So then I went to the after party, which was at, uh, like, by the rink at uh, at Rockefeller Center. Uh-huh. And all of the little, like, Blink-182 had gotten all of the little people passes to the after party, which is, like, hard, like the official after party. And that those passes yeah, are hard yeah. to get. Milo ain't going to that. Milo's anymore, not going. Yeah. Milo's never going. Uh, but they, they all came in, and they were all whooping it up and having the best fucking time. Literally, when I tell you, there was literally a little person standing on a table doing shots of whiskey with Bono oh, and amazing. just roaring with laughter. And I was like, okay, all right, Dave yeah. Holmes, settle down. These little people are doing just fine. They're, they do- they're having the time of their lives. What's your fucking excuse? That's Put a, a smile on your face, That's Dave the Holmes. modern day equivalent of the, the munchkins that all lived at that hotel in Culver City and I don't used know. to get super uh, fun. I don't know what you're talking about. The munchkins yeah. are from the film The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, that, you don't need to back me that far up. Um, and they lived at that hotel in Culver City that's historic. That's like a it's it almost looks like a Flatiron building. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where they were put up during filming. And they were I just see. notoriously, you know, having parties. And it was uh, okay, big, yeah, you know, orgy essentially. Little people throw down in a big way. Oh, by the way, if you're not following us yet on Twitter, Please you should Homophilia do. Pod home at Homophilia Pod. Tweet us. Tweet us. Ask us your questions about sex and dating and relationships yeah. and queer stuff. Yeah, we are here to have these difficult mm-hmm. but enlightening conversations with you. So Speaking join in. of difficult and enlightening conversations, we have got a guest from heaven above. Uh-huh. Uh, her name is Sam Jay. Oh. Uh, she's a comedian and she's a legend in the making. And uh, this was a, a really good and uh, uh, hilarious conversation. Yeah. Sam Jay coming up after the break. <laughs> Folks, there is a brand new podcast here at Earwolf that is not a brand new podcast at all. Oh, it's the, they are veterans of the podcast game, especially a, the queer podcast oh, game. It is a beloved, amazing, hilarious podcast that I literally never miss. Hosted by two beloved, amazing, hilarious people that, mm-hmm. that, that I miss Every moment that I'm not with them. Exactly. And those people are Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson. That's right. The show is Throwing Shade, and it is here at Airwolf. If you haven't listened to it yet, you must. It is so informative and funny. They talk about issues that uh, that appeal to the LGBT community, uh, to the female community, yeah. uh, to uh, to a couple of underserved communities. But they, they bring humor and intelligence to it, and I just – I learned something, and I legitimately laugh out loud Every single time, multiple times. You're gonna get the get. You're gonna get Matt Bellisai. You're gonna get Laurie Kilmartin. You're gonna get Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, the greatest. Morgan Walsh, Kurt Brownoller. They just had Je- Jessica Chaffin from uh, Rana and Beverly. Oh, my queen. Uh, Kimmy Gatewood and Rebecca Johnson from Glow. Uh, I guess they were also in that Katy Perry Swish Swish video. I wonder if they talk about it. We'll Whoa. find out. So you just subscribe to Throwing Shade in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, mm-hmm. or wherever you listen. Uh-huh. And you get a new episode every Thursday. Throw some shade, y'all. Yeah, your life will be better for it. Sam 
Sam J is here. Hey, Welcome guys. Sam so, J. Hey. How, how are you? Um, awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sounding good. I feel good. Good. Yeah. You got a rasp. A little bit. I've been sexy rasp. I've been uh, partying a little bit sure. and doing a lot of shows. Yeah. And so I and smoking marijuana. So. Okay, that helps. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's a uh, it's a good time to be doing all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe an easy way to start is just like, what are you loving right now? What are you watching? Yeah. What am I watching? Um, Black Mirror on Netflix. Oh, wow. That's fun. Yeah. Because it's like I like uh, Twilight Zone. It's Twilight yeah, Zone, yeah. and like it's cool. I watch a lot of really bad reality television. Great, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. so great. I like uh, loving hip hop. Right I'm listening. Loving hip hop, Black Ink, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who is your favorite on Atlanta? Um, I have to say Phaedra. Yeah, I like Phaedra a lot. I love the this. Do you watch Atlanta? Dave? I you have don't. seen it. Um, yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. It's you can yeah. dip in and out of oh, that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like it's just like like my indulgence, but I don't like. Feel like I need to watch it every week. Yeah. Like I could anytime you check in, they're gonna be fighting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's and, like <laughs> and fighting so beautifully. Yeah, That's it's what great. I love. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No. It's really it's amazing. You know, Phaedra is the, the is the, unlike a lot of other reality people, Phaedra is genuinely funny as hell. Like yeah. she is uh, like she throws shade perfectly. It's like perfectly. her shade throwing abilities are amazing. Yeah. And also has a real career. Yeah, so she's sense. always kind of trumping them. It's yeah. like she's all like she's just more together than them already. Yeah. yeah. So anytime she like throws shade, it's like, oh, yeah, she kind of got you there. Yeah. Yeah. She's it, it feels like she is kind of the new queen of Atlanta now that Nini is gone. Mm-hmm. Although Nini will be back. So what, what is the status of Nini? I don't know. I don't really she's know either. Of, yeah. She sort of had an acting career for a minute. Oh, right? she was on yeah. the road doing comedy. Oh, really? And then, um, yeah. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I mean, whatever. You know, it yeah. happens. Was she I doing guess. full stand-up? She was doing, like, shows, yeah. She was booking shows and stuff. Wow. And was she then, writing like, her own material? Uh, I don't know. That okay. part, I don't know. I doubt it, but maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe, like, she about- was framing it, and then okay. someone was helping her, like, really mold it. I don't yeah. know. Um, That's how I feel about Steve-O. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like oh, he, yeah. he had a comedy tour. It was like, well, okay. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know if your background yeah. is really Does like everybody comedy? get a comedy tour? I feel uh, like yeah. it's the thing people feel like when they can't do anything else, they're like, oh, I could get on stage and talk to people. Yeah, you know? I'm funny. Which is, you know, as a comic who actually, like, does it comedy does for real, real. Yeah. it's annoying. Yeah. But also I get why, because it looks that way, especially mm-hmm. when comedy is done right. It just seems like the person is just running their mouth. Yeah, right. I could so tell you that, as someone who tried in my 20s and was terrible <laughs> at it that it is not that good. Yeah, know, it's right. It's, so it's easy for people to see that and go, I can do that. I have opinions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, if you're famous, like if mm-hmm. you're famous in another way, if you have people following you around and like and and like making sure that you show up on set on time or show up to whatever you know the Real Housewives do on time or whatever – their their job is to keep you happy. And one of the ways that people keep you happy is by laughing at everything you say. Yeah. And so like every idea you have is a good idea and everything that you say is funny and every opinion right. that you have on the news is just like, well, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. And so like if you're not on watch, yeah. you can start to think like, oh, no, I'm really funny and smart. I actually like blame the the public more than I blame the, the artist yeah. for doing it. It's like I wish people had a, just a higher standard for for the art they consume and right. also understood that comedy is an art. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah. they go to these shows and then they're like, oh, I'm pissed off because Steve-O isn't funny. And it's like, yeah. well, he's never been a fucking comic. He's yeah. never done that thing. Yeah. So yeah. what made you think he was yeah. going to be hilarious? He's on know? a stage at a comic. He can't put anything that's in your his fault. butt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's like, it's going to be different. It's like, that's your fault. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
And also, I think people are showing up for a different thing now. I did, um, like, Andy Cohen just tours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he and, and Anderson They're Cooper. Just having a conversation, I guess. Yeah. I did one with him in St. Louis. We're both from St. Louis, and his book came out in November. And we had, like, this show. It was just a conversation at, like, a 1,000-seat theater, and wow. it was packed to the rafters. And it was li- – I mean, it, was, it had nothing to do with me. They just wanted to hear him say – Things about Tam- Tamara or Vicky sure. or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yes, all of those. And he would, and they would just roar with laughter. And it's like this, this is. <laughs> but I like stuff like that when, yeah. when it's not just. That's always kind of been my thing with that kind of stuff. Is like just call it what the fuck it is. Yeah, exactly. Like don't call it comedy. Just like I'm gonna get up here and tell you shit. Like that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's totally fine. When we get know? to the point that Andy Cohen is like, I'm doing a stand-up tour, then, the, uh, yeah. then, then yeah. we're really in Trump's America. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like call stuff what it is. Yeah. I feel like that about like Instagram comedians. It's like, don't call – you're not a comedian. Yeah. You're, you're, just, you're something else. You're something else, and it's a thing, and yeah. people consume it, and that's great. And um, you know, by all means, continue to do yeah. that. But when you start to just call it that – yeah. And then you go out and do a stand-up tour based on your Instagram and you've never done stand-up and it's horrible. Yeah. People get the impression that stand-up is horrible. Yeah. Or that if it's not like Kevin Hart, then they can't trust going to a stand-up show. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like fucks stand-up up in a way, you know? Right. What else on the what do you love theme? I mean, yeah. you're wearing a Paul Walker t-shirt. Are you yes. Fast and Furious? I just, I'm a Paul Walker fan. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I grew up in that that era of like the 90s, early 2000 teen movies mm-hmm. like 10 Things I Hate About You and like I liked Skulls and Varsity Blues and uh-huh. uh, what else was he ten, was he in 10 Things I Hate About You? I think so yeah he told her about the bet yeah he was being a bad guy because he was trying to sleep oh, with her okay um, oh. yeah. wait was that that? Was that that? Or is that She's All That? She's All That. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. You know the guy from, there's a guy from 10 Things I Hate About You who started a cult, right? Really? Yeah. Oh, he was a child star maybe? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And I think it's still maybe active. I think it is. Yes. And it's just Just a lot of like good looking actor people in sort of like a vague love themed. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's mushrooms involved. I like that. So, for sure. I'd love to get involved. Let's do that. Let's check them out. That'll be our first remote episode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like well, I had like a thing. I still have like a little. I have like a little crush on like those like classic looking white boys. Wow. It's always kind of been my thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just like Paul Walker a lot. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Who else Hard is not in that to. category? Uh, when I was young, Ryan Phillippe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Still Ryan so dreamy, Phillippe. right? Yeah. Uh, Zach Efron, journey yeah. right now. I'm just he looks like in love with him. Exoskeletal now. Yeah, well, um, like neighbors, Zach Efron. Okay, I just like to live in the times when I love people. I don't. Yeah. Once I once they start to go weird, I just stop looking at them. That's a good way of (laughs) the images that are coming out of uh, of Baywatch and his are they're beyond even any. I don't have any feeling of attraction. I just have like confusion about what I'm looking at, and it it seems beyond steroids. Even it's it seems so like scientifically. He looks like a like a cartoon. That a gay guy drew, right. which I actually, yeah. I, they think mm. maybe that's a joke in Neighbors, actually. And I'm like, oh, now he really, really embodies that. Wow. Yeah. And I'm probably like into that because I'm not actually really into dudes, right. so it doesn't need to look real for me. Yeah, <laughs> some cartoonishly <laughs> yeah. sexual. Yeah, it's probably yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I probably don't need that, you know, like because I know, like with women, I'm like, oh man, she doesn't look like. But I'm like, with guys, I'm like, I just, I want you to look like a Ken doll. I don't yeah. give a shit. So it's like, like yeah. drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just like put on a little show for me. Like, yeah, right. Just strut around with your your <laughs> yeah. your, your ten pack. Yeah, Zac be Efron. cartoonishly male. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. What? No. How is that? No, possible? that's not true. I saw the one with Lucas Black because I'm very attracted to him. 
Uh, the Tokyo Drift. Yeah, the worst it's one. It's not really camping. The worst right? one. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that Tokyo I, Drift is so bad with Bow Wow. It's terrible. Oh, that's right. Bow Wow isn't. Yeah, wow. it's not good. And I heard you on another podcast talking about Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. Hope <laughs> is your favorite, right? Huh? A New Hope is your favorite? Oh, no, no. no. That's right. Your uh, Wait, which one is it? This is it. That is, is that a, the third one? Okay. One of the, I mean, I would say that is a pretty controversial it is. in the Star yeah. Wars world. It is. You're a contrarian. <laughs> it is. But um, it's the best one. Why is it the best one? It's the best one because if you watch them in the order in which they came out, uh-huh. it's the one that puts every piece together. Right. It yeah. is the it is the bridge to all of it. You know, it's someone like freaking out like it's the worst one. Everyone hates this Colin one. Colin is laughing hysterically. He's like, I've never <laughs> heard something. Literally no, no one has ever said these um, words. Ever. I mean, first of all, it's fucking just dope. As soon as it starts, it's badass. It's like shit is turned from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like Anakin's all pissed off about the, his arm, his arm, his hand being cut off. Uh-huh. Gets to Dooku, he's like, "Bow, poop, poop, doop." Cuts this dude's head off. Like, fuck this nigga. And he's like, "Oh shit, you're not even supposed to do that yet." You know what I mean? Like, you're already turned. And it's like, oh, he's about to be on the dark side. Then he flips. He kills all the little Jedi's. Turns all the way up. <laughs> then he beats Obi Wan at the end. And you learn how he lost all his limbs. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Obi Wan was just like, "Yo, bro, don't do it. You my nigga. I don't want to do this to you." Then he had to do it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was good. It was so good. It was like. It, just answered all the questions. I enjoyed like, that yeah. so much more than the movie itself. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I actually don't even know if I stuck with those that, <laughs> those to the third one. I begrudgingly saw all three in the theater. Was Jar like, Jar with still with us in that Yeah. One? But he wasn't really talking anymore. Right. They they realized we yeah, need to they got the, up, yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, they got the picture about Jar Jar. Luke and, and Leia are born in that one. And you see true. them get separated. You see Luke get dropped off at Tatooine. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, did you great. like the, did you like Rogue One? Rogue One was amazing. Yeah. I haven't seen it still. I thought it was I, so, 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 so good. Yeah, I'm just like a casual. I saw it in Star 4DX. It was crazy. Um, you saw it in what? 4DX. I don't know what that is. It's, that? it's like the chair. It's like sound. It's like four senses. It's like sound. Oh, I see. Sight, smell, and your emotion. Okay. So your chair like moves around, and when things splash, like water wow. squirts, and like it rains. Do they squirt you with water? It's like, like mist, and it rains, and then like it tumbles and stuff. It's dope. I didn't know that How? was even an option. Yeah, man. I've seen them like everything. For I get really high, and I go see everything in 4DX. It's oh, fucking cool. I saw, I saw Jungle Book in 4DX. That's it's, amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. Like when he was running kind of through tiger. the grass, like they would put like this like grass, like jungle grassy yeah. smell into the theater. And like when he would tumble, like the chair would rumble and then like you're high, it's you're eating popcorn. This sounds like a dream. It's why America's still great, man. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, we'll we can do like, that. We can do <laughs> anything. Come on, dude. Look where we will we yes. have that. It's like, come how, on. Seriously, how much is a ticket? Uh if you go on a Tuesday or half off Tuesday, it's only twelve bucks. That's wow. not bad. I don't think most of the movies that I'm you're uh, I'm trying to think of what's a terrible like shitty rom com like, I've gone to or, see. Or like I just, <laughs> yeah. my mind went to Carol. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'd I mean, love to see Carol in 40 X yeah. or you know Mother's Day. Like, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was a big one for me. So you you are that Aniston obsessed that you saw Mother's Day? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, well, I, I, I got the, the whole Aniston. the whole body of work. I guess I similarly to like your feeling about the Zac Efron's and stuff, I do mm-hmm. have a deep crush. It's obviously not romantic or sexual in any way, but I just, I'll, I'll follow her to the ends of the earth. <laughs> but back to you, Sam J. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're married. Yes, I am married. How long oh, have you been yeah. married? I've been married for a year and like six months. Uh-huh. So this, well, that's right after you moved to LA? Right before. Right before. I moved so to LA in September and I got married in June. 
moved here together. Yes. All right. Well, I, in our second segment, we're going to do a full, we're going to do a deep dive into your your marriage and ask a lot of inappropriate Good. probing questions oh, about it. that. Um, we'll be right back. Guys, we're back with Sam J. Yo. Um, and we're going to now do a deep dive into your love life. Okie dokie. And your marriage and everything that came before. <laughs> So we a lot of dicks. Oh, great! Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with the dicks. Yeah. Wait, wait, were you dating guys when you were younger? Yeah, I, don't, I had. Well, I dated. I had a boyfriend for like eight years. Oh well, wow! Um, what wait, ages? Young, like fifteen to like twenty-two or okay. something like that. Same guy. Same guy. Yeah. Um, you, you liked him enough to keep him around for eight yeah, years. Yeah. And we. Well, I had already lost my virginity. I lost my virginity at fifteen. Then I dated this guy. And then we, he lost his virginity to me at, we were like 19, maybe, mm-hmm. about to be 20. And then um, after we broke up, I dated around a little bit with dudes for like, maybe like a year, year and a half. And I was like, I don't like this. Honestly, it was just, <laughs> it was just one of those things where I, I realized like, I really loved him. Yeah. And so... I was able to be sexually attracted to him because I just really, really loved him as yeah, a person. Yeah, yeah. But also, I didn't really have any other reference point of mm-hmm. true sexual experiences. You know what I mean? Like, those are kind of like your developing years, and I was just with this person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, kind of when those ties got cut, and I was just like out in the world on my own, and then I'm like dating dudes, I'm like, I'm not so into this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really one of those type of realizations of like Mm -hmm. for some reason I'm not finding a connection here and Mm -hmm. I'm trying I'm trying different types of dudes I'm trying different types of it's like it's just not happening Mm -hmm. and the feelings that I had for him I'm I was finding I only was feeling in relationships that I had with women like just friendships and stuff you know what I mean and so then it was like well what the hell is going on and then I was in Atlanta and like girls were hitting on me because Atlanta is very, like, gay city in mm-hmm. that way, like, very open about it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of black lesbians in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is weird. Well, I'm not opposed to this either. Like, it's not bothering me in a way where I'm like, I don't like this. I'm just like, this is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know kind of what to feel or where I fit into all of this type of thing. And then I was just like, um, I'm just going to try it, which is kind of, I'm kind of like one of those people where I'm just like, all right, whatever, we'll see. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to try it. And so, you know, I did what most gay people do when they're young and trying to figure out, you just go in chat rooms and you're like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. see what's going on yeah. in here. And you kind of discover it through the internet first. Yeah, and, sure. and then you like meet a person, you know, <clears throat> and you like hook up, you know, and you're like, all right. And it's like, you're only, you know understanding of the world and then eventually you go out and then you go to bars and you know it's like levels of socializing yourself into it in a weird kind of way yeah and so you know i met a girl and then on craigslist and she had like a cool post about anime and i was like i like anime oh my god i'm a fucking dork by the way i love it and this (laughs) is a time when when craigslist was like a viable place yeah no this was when it wasn't like weird like it wasn't like everybody on here is a creep you know like people were meeting people stigma attached to it right but it was still like you're meeting people online which had a stigma attached to it you know but uh we met and then like we hooked up and then she was like the first guy i had sex with or like we're down on but I didn't tell her that I just like did it like and she I didn't tell her that we would like dated for like two more years when you said that I thought you didn't tell her you went down on her no, <laughs> I didn't tell I her I never she, did I it like before yeah. I didn't tell her she I never did on. it before okay and then uh, we dated for like two years because lesbians do that we don't know how to not so what, can you can you deconstruct that 
<laughs> I mean, what what is that? That is a cliche. Yeah. Why, why is that a fact? I just think women have are more logical than dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, if you're going to take the time to like be fucking someone, you're investing in them anyway. You are putting your energy into the person. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm just fucking you. I'm going to go fuck someone else. You're still giving the person a part of yourself and right. like investing your energy. And um, I think women are more about like connecting and developing that energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And women, I'll buy that. See, no, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> and like, this is a huge generalization, but women have like a, I think a, a, a more mature like connection between, you know, sex and emotion than sure. guys right. do. And that they're able to just like navigate those ups and downs a little better than, than right. men are. It's so funny. Cause <laughs> um, I was talking to my homeboy about this recently because he was he was like, man, don't mess with this girl before I got married. So not very recently, but before I got married to my yeah. wife, he was like, man, don't mess with this girl. This girl's going to break your heart. This other girl I was dating. And I, he was like, yeah, I can just tell. Da, 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 da. And I was like, dude, I don't really care. You know, I was yeah. like, that's just part of the <laughs> the process of the thing. Like, maybe she will. Maybe she won't. I'll be fine if she does. I'll survive it. Yeah. And he was like, man, girls are so just together. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just, so you know. Right. What, what am I, you know? And did she? No. I mean, we did not stay together. She didn't break my heart, though, yeah. you know? It was just like, you know, we just figured it wasn't going to work. Did yeah. you ever have that, that you know, a giant heartbreak that you still— Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 When well, me and my boyfriend broke up, I was I was destroyed. Wow. Uh, I listened to Mariah Carey's Emancipation of Mimi oh for, God. like, oh, three gosh. months. And so, <laughs> like, stayed in my room and just listened to it and was sad. Until, like, my two best friends, uh, Michelle and Salam, came over and, like, snatched me out the house and, like, yeah. took the CD from me. And they were like, this is not your life. You need to go outside. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was super sad. I was super, super, super sad. He was my best friend, you know. And when you're, like, growing as teenagers, you go through your awkward phase together. It, it becomes really way more about the friendship yeah. than the relationship. You know, he was, yeah. my mom died when I was, like, 16. And he was there. And, like, he was wow. my best friend, like, yeah. my whole world so it was like i didn't know i had planned my whole life around this yeah of course we're gonna get married we're gonna be friends you know like i always said like if we stayed together i could have stayed with him we could have just been those couples that like fuck girls on the weekends and i would have been fine with that Uh because i just loved him that much you know and are you still in touch yeah he lives here actually he moved here like right out of college yeah he came to my house for thanksgiving and like he hangs out with my wife (laughs) It's so uh, that's funny. A beautiful that thing. Is, yeah, that no, a really it's, beautiful thing. I, I mean, I still love him to death. Like, yeah. but it's definitely more like a like an older sister, little brother thing, which is definitely why our relationship did not work. Yeah, because it was a lot of me like growing him, like telling him how mm-hmm. to be. You know what I mean? And so that's like you can't want to fuck someone who keeps doing that to you. Of course, do he and his wife get <laughs> yeah. to do that thing where they gang up and talk about the like like don't you hate it when Sam does this? And, they haven't gotten they haven't that comfortable gotten, with each yeah, other yeah. yet, but I it's know coming. it's <laughs> coming. You yeah. know, she she did say that she was like, yeah, it really feels like we comes over like your like your little brother is yeah. at the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that toward the end of the relationship, he sensed that that there was something amiss? No, no, I don't think. And I think people like, like some people did, you know, like when yeah. I finally was like, ah, I'm gay. Some people were like, uh, duh, Sam. Yeah, yeah. We knew that. We, but we're very aware that I didn't know that. Like, yeah. like everyone knew I wasn't like pretending. It was really like, oh shit. You know, (laughs) it was really like some, but I'm a cheerleader shit. Like I was like, oh, yeah. Now all these things make sense type of deal. You know what I mean? You're like, why didn't you tell me? Right. You wouldn't have been able to. I wish, I wish I would have known. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
and I realize now a lot of like female friends that I had through my life, I just had crushes on them. Yeah. I didn't recognize them as crushes though. But now I'm looking back, I'm like, oh no, you were totally having a crush on that girl. Yeah. Like that's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I wish I would have known in high school. I would have been crushing so much pussy, man. <laughs> would you have? Hell yeah. Was there I would have been cool, dude. Was there a scene I was in your like, high school? No, nah, there wasn't like there was like one gay girl. She was like the only gay girl, so she was just getting all the pussy. But yeah, like I would have yeah. been competition because I was confident. You know, like coming out older, it was actually way more awkward, I think. Because mm-hmm. at that point I had all these learned behaviors yeah. and then I'm like awkward about like I don't know how to talk to girls and like now I'm an older person trying to figure that out. But like if I was just young when I was just dumb, full of confidence, I'd have been smashing chicks, bro. Of course. Did you Easy. have like a good run of just of just like Random sex and a lot of dating a lot of girls. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Um, that was another point when I realized, oh, like you're like hella gay. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, yeah. because like when I would date dudes, I would like have sex with these dudes. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I'm just the type of girl who has to really, really love a guy in order. You know what I mean? And I think there's it. a lot of like probably like lesbian women out here fucking dudes that think that way. They're and just I, like, this is how it's good to get. Right. I, I was like, my heart just has to be way into it. But I could like just fuck girls all the time. Like sure. <laughs> I'm totally cool with it. Fine with that. And I'm totally yeah. fine with it. And it's like, this is still great. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is still working out awesomely. Now we're having so, this conversation in a city with no lesbian bars. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. so weird. How, so how truly, how I didn't it expect how do you that. Other? I didn't expect that in LA right. at all. Was there a scene in Boston? Not really. It's white males take over everything, even yeah, gay shit. Yeah, y'all yeah. just y'all just y'all just run it all, man. Yeah, it's true. So like most of the bars in Boston are boys, and like they'll give like the girls a night, but then the boys still come. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. And gay like gay drunk and gay white boys can be really obnoxious. Oh. They want to like oh, grab really? your tits. Oh, I never. They think they just touch you. They're nuts. They're awful. Yeah, and They're sometimes awful. you just want to hang out with like lesbians and like you know yeah. be a pussy hound, and you don't want to deal with all that. Yeah, my favorite place in New York when I lived there was Meow Mix, which was this great lesbian bar, and they they play better music, mm. much better music, yep. much friendlier people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like it's just fun. It's loose. Yeah, I feel um, bad for taking New York up the space has the in best, it, but I but I the love best it. ones. I think New York yeah, has the sure. best lesbian scene. New York and Atlanta. Yeah, there was a night here that I'm forgetting now that was, uh, oh, you know, right in the middle of Boys Town. And was it um, here? Oh, it, well, here had truck stop, which I think I feel truck like has been brought back stop. a couple times. That's the lesbian place. It was a lesbian night at oh. a gay bar that's not even here anymore. Yeah, I think now, the now Abbey does a lesbian Abbey. night. Yeah. That they're oh booby trap. Booby trap. Dana's telling me. I hate this city. I mean, Jesus it's called Christ. booby trap. There was one. Uh, and there was <laughs> a really sad place called the Palms that oh, was like yeah, a real I love institution. The Palms, but I think it's but that's also it why lesbians right are just booed up because it's yeah. like we don't even got like shit. We yeah. gotta like meet at a coffee shop and then go to our house. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so what does the scene center around here? <laughs> I don't know, Mary. Yeah. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> You're yeah, well, you, 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 you probably wouldn't be going out to I don't bars go out, even if that you yeah. had the option. I mean, there's places like me and my wife like to go out and dance, and we've tried to find a few places, but they've either been way too young. Yeah. Like, we went to this one club, and it was just too it was just too young. You know, like, I couldn't get with it. Yeah. And it was like dudes in shared draws rubbing their dicks. And I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. thanks. So sexy that it's unsexy. <laughs> you know, so sexual right. that it's utterly right. without any sexual right. appeal. There's a uh, gay roller skating night. Out in uh, in Glendale on Wednesdays. Oh wow! Keep meaning to go. But that's when we'll know like we've matured. I feel like that's like any uh, civil rights movement. I've been thinking about like how these things come in phases, you know. And so it's like if black people are in their like 
30s of this thing. Like, uh-huh. gay people are still, like, 25. Like, we're still just wilding. Like, we're just like, nope. We're about dicks being out. And it's like, yeah. when you start to see the other parts of it mature, you know, and when it gets to a point where we're just, like, doing, like, oh, straight hetero type shit mm-hmm. to, like, mingle, then it's like, oh, here we are. Here we Here's, are. Yeah. Here's where it all, like, you know, converges. Here's where we approach middle age yeah. and we just give up on everything. And then, everything. like, for black people, when we when we have a surge of black serial killers, that's when I'll know, like, equality is here. It's like, <laughs> in the, it. it's in the real world. It's not like, oh, how many senators yeah, are. Yeah, it's yeah. in the real world, like, references. You know what I mean? It's like when black men feel comfortable enough with their privilege to serial kill, then we've Reach some We've level. Reached a great, that'll actually be a great sign. <laughs> equal like, ground. Yeah. Oh, what a day that'll mm-hmm. be. When when you and your wife got together, what what made her you know the one? Like, what was that process? Mm, I think one is you got to be ready to be married. Yeah. You know, I think I was just out of place in my life where I was tired of investing in people and just disinvesting in people. Yeah. You know, I was just tired of giving so much of my energy to something for it to just you know end because of some like minuscule reason or yeah. like something that we probably could have worked out if we just both chose to be a little more patient. So I was just at a place where I was ready to be married. I think she was at a place where she was ready to be married in her own life for her own reasons. I think that's very important when they say like, when you know, you know, type of stuff. She was really, really gorgeous and mm-hmm. um, really like just balanced me. It was the first time in a long time, especially being a kid who's my parents died, you know, my dad died when I was a baby and my mom died when I was 16. So being someone who was like kind of orphaned and never really feeling home. Yeah. She was the first person that I was with that I felt those type of feelings again. And then there was like all these weird like cosmic things that happened that were just like the forces of nature and like div- divinity kind like of bring us together. Like what? Like uh, um, for Memorial Day, her family, they go to like all their family members' graves and leave flowers and stuff. And um, she had asked me if I wanted to go to my mom's grave, which I have not done. I maybe done twice since my mother died. Like mm-hmm. it's not a thing I do. And I was like, no, nah, I don't really do that, da 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 But I was um, at her house the day that they were going because I had slept over there the night before. And she was like, well, I got some flowers for your mom just in case you change your mind. Mm. And I was like, oh, it was really sweet of her, you know, to not force it on me, but also to just keep it open. And I was like, I don't know, but I'll just, I'll still go with you, you know. So I went with her and her brother was murdered when he was uh, 15. Jesus. So... There's like two or three cemeteries in Boston where everybody's buried pretty much. So we got to where her brother was. And I was like, I think this is the same place my mom is. Mm -hmm. This is the same cemetery. And I think this is actually the same side because, you know, cemeteries are huge. And she was like, oh, well, if you you want to, you know, you could just be me and you. We don't have to do it with my whole family and da, 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 da. And I was like, well, I'm here. You know what I mean? I might as well now, you know. So we go down to find out, you know, where my mom's buried because I don't go. So I have to figure out, you know, you go to that main room. I don't know what you call it. And they tell you what plot, where you're at. And when we got to my mother's plot, her brother is buried a grave from my mother. So I know. Crazy. So it's like her brother's grave, a grave, and then my mom's grave. Right. Like right, right there. Yeah, it was really it was really crazy. And then um it was just really sweet. Like we put flowers down and her family were was already at her brother's grave. So, you know, they like walked up to my mom's and her brother was like, you know, I know they're moving to California, but now that we know you're here, we'll look after your grave and like it was just sweet. And it just felt yeah, just everything, it that's all incredible. felt very right. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. How does marriage change things for the two of you? Oh, man, it just it's hard. You know, it's hard, especially like I met my wife in February. We got married in June. We moved the to— The same year. Mm, wow. We moved to California in September. Damn, <laughs> so man. it was like a lot of stuff up front. But we both were like, yeah, we're, we're piling it on heavy, and this mm-hmm. is going to be 
tough. I think what it, it's forcing us to figure out how to really, really be friends. Yeah. Because if it's going to last a lifetime, that is the most essential part of yeah. all of it. And uh, it's it's like just really unlayering each other. You know what I mean? And with every layer, you learn something new. And a lot of times you want to like get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like that's what the whole thing is about. You know, it's about getting past that and growing something because – the only way you're going to grow something with anybody is to get past that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Get past those fears, those 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 ideas of fleeing or or someone's problems are going to be too much for you. It's like eventually if you if you want to like build something with another person, you're going to have to like move past that and just figure out how to be, you know. Yeah. Did you do a full like a, a wedding wedding or what was that? No, it was just me. We got we got married on a beach. In um, Provincetown, which is the gay, yeah, yeah, the gayest part of the world, uh-huh. um, and yeah, it was just me and her. We got married on the beach. We were super chill. It was perfect. It was, uh, I was so relaxed. It was, I, I didn't want anything crazy yeah. and weird. Like the night before, you know, we just we hung out with each other. My little cousin came. We ate pizza. You know, we went sounds to like sleep. a dream. Morning, yeah, actually, <laughs> we went yeah. to sleep. You know, we woke up the next morning together, and we just walked down to a beach and got married. It was nice. really nice. We did it. Uh, we got some uh, Justice of the Peace in um, P-Town to do it. Yeah. We picked him up, drove yeah. to his house, picked him up in our rental. Uh-huh. He like he was like, I know all the best coves in P-Town. He brought us like, this little private cove and yeah, wow. just married us, yeah. You That's must have gotten awesome. like, uh, like you know, angry friends and people who were like, why didn't he at least have me come? Or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it had to be just about us. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I felt like especially because like we were doing it so fast, you know what I mean, that it was like, we couldn't have everybody else's voices in it. Right. It just had to be about us and what we wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was another crazy, like, sign. Because uh, I had, I wanted to do, like, borrowed blue, old, new. And I didn't have anything borrowed, but I had all the other things. And I was coming out of the end. We were staying in a P-Town, and there was this guy who had a bow tie. And I was like, yeah, that's a really dope bow tie. And he was like, you like it? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what room are you? I'm going to leave it on your door. And I was like, for real? And he did, and I wore it to my wedding oh, as my something borrowed. And then I saw him as I was coming back, and I gave it back to him. And I was like, man, this was my something borrowed for my wedding. I didn't, he started crying. It was so cute. But, oh my God. yeah, it was so much stuff. But it was perfect. I love this. It was I so love perfect. you too. <laughs> so, and it was our, our, I mean, I know it's only been like a year and a half, but are kids on the horizon? Or are you having um, that talk? We are. My wife really wants kids right now. I don't, you know, it's a thing we're figuring out. I got a dog to pacifier. Hopefully oh, this works out. That's big. Yeah. That'll, that'll <laughs> buy a, you at least a year. Yeah. At least a year, you know, hopefully too. <laughs> She's having fun with him. He's really cool. But yeah, I mean, I think eventually for sure. Yeah, it's not that you don't want to. It's just not right now. Yeah, it's just I'm doing too much. And I also know, like, I'm going to be a fucking crazy, obsessed parent. And I know it. I know I am. And I'm just like, I'm so occupied with other stuff that I'm doing with comedy and where my career is going that I don't want to be derailed. Because I know, like, once I have a kid, I'm I'm going to just be debilitated. I'm just like, I can't even. I have to be doing this. Yeah. I know that. And I have this question for both of you. Do you have limitations with your partner about what you're allowed to talk about publicly with the relationship? Are there, are there like... Huh? Do you ever have that conversation? Do you, do you, do you uh, talk mm. about your wife on stage? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I, I always just tell her, you know, I'll run a joke by her. Like, this is what I'm thinking about. Like, how do you feel about it? And she's always usually, I've, she's never said like, no, you yeah. can't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. And like, she's really cool about understanding the process. Because usually like when it first 
I start a joke on her, usually it's just mean because I'm usually writing from a place of being frustrated or annoyed and mm-hmm. it's not refined yet. I'm just like, this is dumb because she's dumb. Yeah. And then it takes me a while of saying it to get like what the actual issue is, yeah. what the conflict is, why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and to make the joke like more about me in the scenario than her being a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's good about letting that process take place yeah. and not hindering it in any way. This goes back to our conversation from earlier, but it would be like, you know, it would, it would kind of be weird if you didn't talk about it. The, like the, 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 like a, a straight white yeah. dude who was, who had like funny, frustrating things happening in his marriage, not talking about it on stage would seem odd. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Do you? Like, I mean, there, I don't know. This rules and limits. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, or are we going to butt up against them as this show? I progresses? guess we'll find out. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, but he doesn't, really listen to the podcast or really uh-huh. you know he's he's uh, he's the best and uh i don't um there's no are like, you married or dating? no just dating but live with live with each other for about eight months been together for three years okay sweet i mean i'm not enough of like a public persona for him to care you know, <laughs> not yet though not yet but we're just getting <laughs> started <It's> man. <laughs> um what about you uh, we don't really have a whole lot of role, but I also don't like, I, I don't think I write about stuff that's too personal yeah. when it comes to him. I yeah. think I, I kind of hold back a little bit. Mm. So we haven't, we haven't really come up against that yet, but again, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Of this show. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? When we take off, man, he's going to be like, don't you fuck. I'm going to have contracts to sign. Exactly. Um, exactly. Sam, my last question for you, this also goes back to a conversation Dave and I had earlier about gay guys and and types and categories and how in our world, you know, there are bears and twinks and muscle daddies and all that, and that we both consider ourselves maybe naively. Muscle daddies. Yeah. Clearly. Um, I consider myself a twink. Really? I'm kidding. A twunk is what they call it when you've aged out of they, oh God. being a twink. I think I don't I, know the anyway. classifications. Anyway. You're, but the, I, we you're both, a twunk. I'm. I mean, maybe to some people, but I I consider myself beyond categorization, which is probably totally naive. Which and, is a category, all which is itself. definitely a category. Of mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's like when Sprite's like, "Don't listen to anybody. Obey your thirst. Drink Sprite." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly right. Yeah, I'm just simply obeying my thirst and thinking that I'm I'm like bucking the system. Um, what do you subscribe to those categories in the lesbian world, or what's your take on it? Do they exist? Yeah. That, well, do they? Yeah, they definitely exist. There's like stud. Well, and it's different. Like black versus white. Because like right. in, with like white lesbians, they'll just say butch, your yeah. lipstick, and then like. The black rose studs, fems, and then there's like soft studs, and there's like you know all these stupid things. Yeah. Um. I mean, especially because I came into it older, I didn't understand none of that shit. You know, like because it wasn't like I was like a teen or a young adult, like going to the clubs and getting all the lingo. Yeah. So people were like, "What are you?" I'm just like, "I'm just Sam." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, "Oh, you're like a soft stud." I'm like, "I don't know what that is. Like, I'm just me." You know what I mean? Yeah. So in that regard, no. But I'm sure people categorize me. You know, yeah. you can't do shit about that. You know. Um, Sam, you're the best. And people should follow you on Twitter. Yeah, at at Sam J Comic, S-A-M-J-A-Y Comic. Uh, Guys, um, that's it. Thank you so much. We can say that we talked to Sam J way back when. Before she became the biggest name in comedy. I love her so much. Sam J, Sam J, Sam J. Oh, the greatest. Thank you so much for being here, Sam. And thank you for listening, listener. Thank you, Dave, for sitting across from me. Thank you, Matt. It's always a pleasure. Thanks to everybody at Earwolf. Mm -hmm. And uh, please follow us on Twitter at Homophilia Pod. 
and uh, leave us a review on Apple Music. Yeah, it really, really helps. And it takes two seconds. Thanks. I'm Mark Harr. And from the left, I'm Peter. And I want you to come and listen to Hard Nation. We'll be talking to all the most interesting personalities from the news and pop culture. Including Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, team. How are we going to make exotic pets legal in California? Sean Spicer. Once Trump uh, Uh, put me in a headlock, gave me a noogie, (laughs) he'd be like, this is what the liberals want to do, and I'd laugh. And former presidential candidate Jill Stein. Oh, brother. (laughs) Things are getting rough out there. Now, the wonderful thing about Hard Nation is you don't need to know anything about politics to listen to this show. And frequently, neither do our guests. Subscribe to Hard Nation wherever you get your podcast. The podcatcher of your choice is language I've heard. Make America hard again. Oh, don't do that. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.